Welcome to Paradigm Lovecast, a portal of thought leaders from around the world supporting and bridging a new paradigm of guidance, support, and practical embodiment tools to bridge the primal, the holy, and the cosmic to radically revolutionize reality. Hey, welcome to episode three of Paradigm Lovecast. My name is Madeline Love, and today I'm going to be reading the 56th Gene Key that's about divine indulgence. And astrologically, we're under this influence from July 19th to July 24th. And the shadow frequency of the 56th Gene Key is distraction. The gift is enrichment, and the city is intoxication. The world mask. As you delve more deeply into the 64 gene keys, you'll begin to appreciate how these codes are interwoven across many different dimensions. As a hologenetic reflection of the cosmos in which we live, the 64 gene keys allows you to travel through infinite reaches of your inner universe. The 21 codon rings, universal genetic groupings inside your body, are one of the greatest mysteries within the structure of your DNA. Chemically, the codons synthesize the 64 genetic triplets into groups that codify the 21 major amino acids. As archetypes, however, the codon rings reflect a mysterious symmetry at play within the universe as a whole. Within this interwoven geometry, the Ring of Trials, which includes the 12th, 33rd, and 56th Gene Keys, lays out the great dramatic script of evolution itself. These three Gene Keys do not code to any amino acids, but instead relate to a set of specific instructions known as stop codons. If you were to track through your own DNA, you would come to these special places every now and again in the realms of coded information that make up the fabric of your being. These three gene keys and the 41st gene key known as the start codon share a vital genetic role inside of you. And there is more to them than just instructions, despite what biologists may think or see. As the building block of living matter, DNA is designed to mutate in order to continue evolving. The genetic code itself changes shape and adapts its function over great spans of time, and the gene keys also change their functioning. The 35th gene key is an example of this. It sits alone in the genome in a similar fashion to the stop and start codons, but it's very unique as you will discover when you explore its rather unusual nature. The fact is that the 35th gene key used to function as a stop codon in far more primitive phase of our evolution. However, this aspect of our DNA is mutated over the course of evolution, and now, at its highest frequency, it allows human beings to take shortcuts through their genetics, resulting in phenomena that we generally regard as miracles. The ring of trials also lends itself to such possibilities, which means we do not know what its gene keys may be capable of once they've been awakened. However, at the shadow frequency, you can see exactly what they do and how they affect you. 
As the first of the three great trials, the 33rd shadow sets the pattern of your forgetting and conceals your true universal nature. This trial means you must journey through time and space across many incarnations until you come back to a memory of your greater self. The second trial laid down by the 56th shadow involves maintaining the illusion of your individuality by keeping you distracted through your five senses. As you remember more of yourself, you will come to realize the extent of your addiction to the external world, and over time you will turn your energies inward and break this powerful addiction. Finally, the twelfth shadow of vanity comes at the end of your evolution. It is the last great trial that tests the depth of your surrender to the ultimate. In this trial, you must give up everything you've attained in all your countless journeys, and in so doing, you will attain final transcendence. Now that we have a clearer background to this 56th gene key, we can enter more fully into the field of its transmission and learn how devastating its shadow theme of distraction can be. Let us begin with an example of the power of this distraction. Over 50% of humanity has never used a telephone. Allow the implications of that statistic to sink into your consciousness for a few moments. I'm going to go ahead and repeat that. Over 50% of humanity has never used a telephone. If many people in the world are still distracted by issues of survival, what are the other 50% of people who are more fortunate doing about it? The answer is almost nothing. They are too distracted themselves by the minutia of their own lives, by mortgages, telephones, restaurants, television, politics, computerization, and just about everything else you can imagine. Distraction greatly impedes evolution, but it also finally brings you into a fuller appreciation of your own misery. In the modern world, we appear almost desperate to distract ourselves from who we really are. At the same time, we now have so many distractions that we're becoming increasingly aware of the extent of our addiction. You will see below that the reactive nature of the 56th shadow is overstimulation, and this is the essence of distraction. As long as you are overstimulated through your senses, you do not have to feel your own discomfort. Overstimulation or understimulation keeps you numb. The shadow of distraction places a mask over the world, which prevents you from seeing life as it truly is. As we constantly leave our center and travel out through the five senses, we become victims of our material lives. Unlike many of the 64 shadows which keep you a victim of your own thinking, the 56th shadow ensures that you will be a victim of someone else's thinking. In other words, environmental conditioning. Whether through your country's government, television, or media, or simply the belief systems of your religions, cultures, teachers, parents, or peers, the world constantly tells you how you should think. It is not surprising that we're easily distracted from our real dreams and ideals as we get washed into the belief systems of others. Distraction works in one of two ways. The most common type of distraction is outer distraction. In other words, the outer world of the senses distracts you from your inner world of feelings and the reality of the higher realms. In this respect, we tend to blame the outside world and the people in it for what happens to us instead of realizing that our circumstances reflect our inner state. 
The well-known new age epithet, you create your own reality, is actually only half true. You do not create the actual events of your life, but you do influence their playing out through your attitude. When you blame people in the world around you, you set up a victim frequency pattern that reinforces itself over and over in your life. If on the other hand, you're able to accept everything that happens to you regardless of whether you enjoy it or not, you set up a surrender frequency pattern that allows you to move through life with great fluidity and beauty and your life reflects it. The other less common form of distraction is inner distraction. Inner distraction is when you're so inwardly focused that you forget the outer world. You live in a fantasy world of your own making with no real anchor to the material world. In this sense, you look through a lens whereby everything meets the criteria of your fantasy. You see what you want to see, but you do not see the truth. This is where we can see the power of the 56 Gene Key programming partner, the 60th Shadow of Limitation. The 60th Gene Key is about the importance of structure and form, and for some people this can seem a distraction from their fantasy. The gift of the 60th Gene Key is realism, which means you must accept the present moment as it is without any projected mental overlay. The moment you become distracted from what's actually happening, you severely limit the outcome of the events taking place in the present moment. It is easy to see how the 60th shadow of limitation feeds the human need to be distracted. Whenever you feel you are limited, it means that your mind has trapped you. Instead of freeing yourself from the discomfort through facing and accepting it, your tendency will be to run away from the feeling as fast as you can. Whether that means opening the fridge, turning on the TV, or picking up the telephone. The world mask keeps us engaged, entertained, and distracted by the dramas going on all around us as well as within us. And perhaps saddest of all, the world mask keeps us poor. For when we are distracted by something that simply keeps us in the same state of inert numbness, we are truly impoverished. Okay, so when we repress the shadow frequency... It becomes sullen. The repressive mode of the 56 shadow is sullenness. To be sullen means to be understimulated. It's a collapsing of our spirit into a kind of numbness. This state is one often associated with teenagers who can often enter these kinds of long-term sulks. Many adults who've had difficult childhoods also find themselves victim to these dead spaces which become entrenched as patterns in the endocrine and nervous systems. This is how the physical body over time manifests an emotional pattern through its chemistry. In adults with a 56 shadow, this repressive side can often manifest as the lemming syndrome, in which people lose sight of their true aspirations and become enslaved to the tedium of mundane lives. You can see this shadow reflected in the eyes of such people. They appear lackluster and devoid of all joy. Okay, and the reactive nature is overstimulated. The reactive side of the 56 shadow is overstimulation. This manifests as a constant need to maintain movement at all levels of one being. There is a particular need within this shadow to satisfy the eyes and for anything that stimulates the eyes from reading to watching television to fantasizing to traveling. 
These people can lead completely internal lives. On the outside, they may seem perfectly normal, but inside they harbor all kinds of fantasies. On the other hand, these people can also lead lives that are focused not only on the outer world, but in denial of the inner world altogether. The 56 shadows reflected in all behavioral patterns that allow us to avoid feeling the reality of who we are and how we currently feel. We keep moving, changing relationships, or trying new experiences. We simply do not know how to stop. Okay, I just want to invite you to take a breath and just allow that to settle in the body. And just allow the things that really hit home for you, the pieces of yourself that maybe you currently see in the shadow or you have in the past that you have alchemized in your life. And now we move into the 56th gift of enrichment. Turning within, as with all the gifts of the 64 gene keys, enrichment pulls you out of the shadows and into the light of the higher frequencies. Enrichment is what life is all about. Distraction is fine, but only as long as it enriches us. Those who display the 56th gift have learned the difference between what feeds the human spirit and what saps it. This means they're no longer victims of distraction, but have learned the art of self-discipline. If you are reading this and think you're not a victim of distraction, there is a very simple litmus test. Is there anything you cannot say no to in life? If there is, no matter what it may be, you remain at some level its victim. Remember, the 56th gift is not about abstinence. It is about having the ability to apportion life as it enters through your five senses. The gift of enrichment is not simply about having willpower. Enrichment is different from enjoyment or entertainment. You know that you would really enjoy that chocolate cake, for example, but you may also decide that on that particular occasion, it will not enrich your spirit. Another day, the same cake may enrich your spirit. The point is, is that you're not a victim of your senses. The 56th gift is about treading the fine balance between vice and virtue, between wildness and responsibility. Those with this gift are neither addicted to abstinence nor to overindulgence. They simply know, above all, how to get the most out of life. The 56th gift likes to sample the delights of the garden and box at nothing. It may take you into some unsavory places and relationships. However, the 56th gift has an alchemical flavor to it. The alchemy is about knowing how to use what we call evil as a means to transcend. Evil, as the 56th gift knows, is simply an energy configuration that exists at a low frequency. The same energy at a higher frequency has enormous potential to be of service to the whole. Therefore, the 56th gift will take in all manner of low frequency waves because it knows how to transmute their energy into joy and purpose. If you have the 56th gene key in a prominent position of your hologenetic profile, you have the rare gift of being able to show others how their problems are really wonderful opportunities. There is great lightness and humor in this gene key. The 56th gift knows a great truth. 
true enjoyment is rooted inside your being rather than the external. As you begin to embody this truth, your awareness naturally turns inward. The same energy that would have become a distraction in the outer world turns inward towards your own source. As it does, so it causes inner transformation. Over a period of time, the 56 gift actually trains you how to meditate. You may not meditate formally, but you enter into a state of meditation where sensual desires are seen for what they are, illusory attempts at fulfillment. This does not mean you become some kind of medicant or ascetic. <laughs> I don't know what that word is. But it does break your addiction to seeking fulfillment in the external world. As this occurs, the life lived through your senses becomes highly refined. You even begin to develop your extra senses, the higher attributes of your subtle bodies beyond the physical, emotional, and mental worlds. One of the wonderful traits of those with this gift is they enrich others through what they have learned in life. The ability to discipline yourself when necessary leads to your being seen by others as a potential role model. If you have the strength to love yourself, others automatically are drawn to you. Essentially, the 56 gift is about balance. If you have this gift, then you can always balance fun with seriousness. You can party with the best of them, but the difference is you know exactly when to stop. This is the power of the stop codon inside of each of us. It behaves as a seal that closes up the places where we leak energy. Indeed, in ancient China, the five senses were known esoterically as the five thieves. They were understood to be the places where our vital force or chi drains out from the body. As you learn how to seal your human tendency to forget yourself through your senses, you experience an inner flame growing inside of you. Enrichment means to suck the marrow out of life. The 56th gift is a gift of feeling, of sensuality and aliveness. It means that you find wonder where others find monotony, and you find beauty where others see ugliness. It is about appreciation and gratitude. The more grateful you are for every moment, the more the moment comes alive within you. Above all, the 56th gift's greatest potential genius lies in communication. It is able to entertain and divert the attention of others. At a low, lower frequency range, this gene key may be found in advertising and political spin, and at a higher frequency, it may be found in comedians, entertainers, or inspirational speakers. At even higher frequency bands, it is the great and ancient art of storytelling or myth-making, the sharing of personal experiences that have touched and opened one's own heart. At these higher levels, the 56th gift of enrichment is a gift of love, for the more you enrich the lives of others, the more this gift pours through your heart. Mm. I just want to invite another breath into the belly. Just coming back into presence and allowing this gift of enrichment to settle in your body's wisdom. And as we fully integrate the shadow and fully activate the gift, we unlock the 56th city of intoxication. The divine entertainment business. 
The 56th city is actually highly amusing. This is the reverse art of distraction. Those who display the city have disciplined themselves to be distracted only by the divine, only by what is uplifting, only by the most luminous currents and emanations. This is the city of intoxication. The root of this ancient word derives from the word toxic or toxin, which in turn comes from the Greek word arrow. The ultimate toxin is love, and this is where the myth of Cupid and his arrows of love come from. People immersed in this city have taken the gift of enrichment to its ultimate zenith. They have allowed themselves to be pierced over and over again by love. The irony of this level of consciousness is that even though enrichment requires discipline, intoxication requires no discipline whatsoever to maintain. Cities only manifest after great breakthroughs in consciousness. In a sense, they are rewards. The reward of the city of intoxication is to find yourself in a state of permanent distraction, the distraction of pure love. Mythically speaking, the 56th city has many archetypical parallels. All our human gods and deities have emerged out of the 64 gene keys. Out of this 56 gene key come all the great hedonistic deities, Dionysus, Bacchus, and Pan, being a few examples from the Greek pantheon. The 56th city knows matter in all its delights, trials, and depths. However, it is not about material indulgence, but divine indulgence. The 56th city wants humanity to experience the richness of life, so it often creates a synthesis of spirituality and material decadence. To the 56th city in its purity, decadence requires only a single sip of wine on the material plane to trigger the parallel intoxication on the higher planes. Those with the 56th city do not stop their enjoyment of material delights. They just revel in them in homeopathic doses. Because of this, the 56th city does not conform to any usual sense of holiness or spirituality. It will eventually teach humanity that to be divine does not mean giving up sensual delights. It simply does not require them in any way whatsoever and therefore can truly enjoy all aspects of life. The 56th city is a city that is extremely contagious. Just as many distractions of the shadow frequency are contagious, staring at the computer, watching television, taking drugs, or drinking alcohol, so the highest level of the 56th city is equally contagious and very addictive. This is about being addicted to the highest frequency of love. Unlike the lower frequency manifestations of love, which are about chasing Cupid's infamous arrows in the external world, the 56th city finds the source of the toxin itself, your own superabundant heart. Intoxication is about being swallowed up by your own love. People manifesting such euphoric states have the gift of distracting others away from their self-destructive patterns in raising them to a higher frequency through love. Because this city is deeply rooted in the shadow of distraction, these people also have an astute understanding of the laws that govern human beings. Having passed through the gift of enrichment, they know about the human preponderance for excess. They know just how to talk to you and just how to infect you with their love and humor.
like drunks on a higher plane. These people simply revel in their own aura of love, and as such, they can be irresistible. They have no agenda other than sharing their own good fortune with whomever and whatever crosses their path. The 64 cities are an encyclopedia of attributes that most people would describe as holy or divine. The 56 city is closest to what we see as madness or drunkenness. These are people whose flowering has so spectacularly erased their sense of continuity in life that it takes a huge energy just to keep them from bursting into laughter. They effervesce with life. They tease and tickle your spirit. They cannot be understood or encapsulated by any form of logic. These are the divine drunks who occasionally come staggering into the world of form. Such people are a reminder from Source that life is for love and beauty is for fun. It is a game played by fools, and each of us must come to see our own folly and embrace it in laughter and acceptance. The 56th city flows directly through the heart. This is the highest art of entertainment and laughter. It is one of the great poetic cities. This 56 city has nothing to do with discipline in the sense that we understand the word. Those rare beings that manifest this state are a law unto themselves. You cannot understand them with your mind, but if you sit with them in their, and lap up their laughter, you yourself may become drunk on their exquisite frequencies. They are like wine that has matured to perfection, and their only wish is to go on drinking from the love that pearls endlessly from within their heart. The being intoxicated by this city has realized an astonishing fact about existence. There is no point to it. All their beliefs and searches have now come to an end. The state that remains is one of wonder and delight. For this person, life is nothing but entertainment since there is nothing more for them to learn to do or to achieve. When intoxication bursts from the higher planes, all learning turns into wonder. You continue to absorb the delights of life, but your learning has stopped, simply because learning suggests evolution, and this city ends the game of evolution. Since it follows the 56th city in the ancient coding sequence of the I Ching, the 56th city gives us some clues as to where humanity is going after we experience our collective awakening. As described in the 55th gene key, in essence, humanity moves into the entertainment business. Once we have achieved our attainment, there is no role for us other than the audience entertained by existence. True entertainment involves laughter inspiration, wonder, and ultimately, intoxication. The programming partner to this city, the 60th City of Justice, will begin to awaken it around the same time as the 56th. As it does, the world will begin to correct itself and its imbalances. The codes we've taken for granted for so long will begin to break down. Our economy, our institutions, and systems of law and governance the very fear of death that has built our modern world, all will begin to crack and decay. As the old system cracks, those at the higher frequencies, and they will grow in numbers every day, will release a great rush of love and intoxication through the collective solar plexus of humanity. In the ancient Jewish sacred text known as the Talmud, a strange and mystical prophecy reads, 
And in the time to come, the Holy One will make a banquet for the righteous from the flesh of the Levithon, and its skin will be used to cover the tent where the banquet will take place. This prophecy concerns the awakening of the synarchy at the heart of humanity. The righteous refers to the higher frequency of the heart. Those who do not turn away from the toxins of the shadow consciousness but transform them internally will unlock the secrets of higher consciousness. This is referred to as the eating of the flesh of the Levathon. The Christ consciousness must take the lower frequencies into itself and transmute them back into light. The finale is described as a great feast or banquet in which the skin of the Levathon is used as the tent under which the celebrations take place. This wonderful and mysterious metaphor refers to the cracking of the Maya, or illusion, that prevents humanity from knowing its higher nature. This is the skin, our mental awareness which conceals the truth from us. Furthermore, we will use that skin as a means of celebration. This is exactly what the 56th city does because it no longer it is no longer taken in by mental constructs. It becomes intoxicated by the wonders of the mind and its creations. If you know someone who has the 56th city within their hologenetic profile, practice seeing this highest of levels hidden deeply behind their behavior. There is a love hiding within this person as awesome as anything anyone can imagine. If you have this city in your hologenetic profile, your life is supposed to teach you about this love through the world and its suffering. You should never shy away from suffering, for suffering is the toxin that you are here to use to become intoxicated. As you let life's arrows pierce you one after the other, you will eventually find yourself so defeated that you begin to laugh. You will stop trying to direct life and you will surrender. The glorious moment this happens to you, your entire consciousness will shift from the horizontal to the vertical. You will begin to see that at this level, every single thing in life can be enriching. It is all a matter of attitude. As it draws you to itself, what pleasure your suffering becomes. Its fires are like water. Do not tense your face. To be present in the soul is its work, and to break your vows. By its complex art, these atoms are trembling in their hearts. Rumi. And an invitation for a final breath of just allowing all this beautiful information to settle in the body. As always, taking what resonates and leaving what doesn't not accepting any of this as true or untrue, but allowing yourself to be in contemplation of this gene key, to be in contemplation and witnessing of your reality as you move forward for the next few days, and being able to witness your own patterns of how the shadow frequency of distraction is trying to play out or in finding the, the gift of enrichment within that shadow and how can we more activate fully the divine 
intoxication of that balance and harmony within our senses, really allowing them to enrich our lives and become delighted by love. Thanks for listening. Please share with someone that may enjoy and many blessings to you on your journey this week. Thank you deeply to all of our supporters for making this love cast possible during such potent times for humanity.